Welcome to another episode of Laughing Matters with Robert Burrill, brought to you as always by Stand Up Records. Check them out online, standuprecords.com. You can buy my album, Sex and Politics. They're also available on iTunes. Uh, turning one, soon to be turning one album. years old. Thank you. Thank it's a great you. album. Uh, my guest, Andrew Sawhawk, thanks for uh, coming back on the show. Thank you for having me. I it's love been, the show. It's been too long. I'm uh, in love with the show. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I have the romantic show, feelings for it. The show, it's it's not unrequited, that yeah. I can assure you. I'm radiosexual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yes, my guest, uh, one and only guest today, just... Uh, me and Andrew, mano y mano, plugging all the yeah. stuff we have going on, uh, talking some current events here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I've been off for a few weeks. I wasn't feeling too good. I'm back now. Back in the saddle. I'm feeling good. The weather's pretty bleak as yeah. it stands right now. The show tapes early. It airs at 7 p.m. Uh, do you have anything tonight before I... Tonight? Yeah, you got any shows anywhere you're performing? No, tonight. tonight, You know what? Tonight I will be attending my friend's album release party at the 7th Street Entry. Oh, who's your friend? uh, So uh, there's a band called Astronomique. Uh, They're like a sort of a spacey dance rock band. Uh, And then uh, I think I know a couple guys in Phantom Tales. So it's a double album release at the 7th Street Entry. That sounds awesome. Yeah. 8 o'clock. You still got time. Plenty of time. Plenty of parking. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Lift it up. Lift it up. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that's at uh, 8 o'clock. At the entry, yeah. At the entry. Um, I think I'm probably going to be doing a guest spot. Will Spotted Bear, uh, okay. friend of the show, very funny comic, because at the New Hope Cinema Grill. And, great spot. Uh, yeah, great spot. Comedy in a movie theater. Gotta love it. <laughs> uh, he'll be in the one not showing Coco. Yep. So head on over there. I'll actually be there, I want to say July 28th. I can confirm after the break. Uh, with that, I don't want to do it now. It's very unprofessional. I learned not to just look stuff up while <laughs> right. I'm on the air. It took me seven seasons. I don't know how long I've been doing this, but yeah. too long to realize that maybe you should wait until after. A little, little preparation goes a long way. To look way. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And no preparation doesn't go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, or it goes nowhere. Double negative. Um, still figuring things out. Uh, but yes, the album Sex and Politics available uh, on StandUpRecords.com. Also available on iTunes. Turns one next month. Uh, please check that out. And Andrew, one of uh, the many reasons I uh, have you on the show today, aside from the fact that you're a very informed, uh, very funny Thank guy, you. Um, which takes a load off me that I of have, course. you know, happy to share the load. Guests, absolutely. Anytime I can uh-huh. find someone to share a load with me, exactly. that's always yeah um, ideal. Uh, you have an album coming out too. I do. Right? Yes. When does that? Well, when is still up in the air. Uh, I recorded it uh, about a month ago, um, and so uh, we're just working on the mix now, trying to get it all locked into place. But uh, the album's called Dracula, so I'm flirting with the idea of, of a Halloween release. But we'll we'll see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you put that out. Tell us a little bit about the taping, because it was sort yeah. of an unorthodox taping yeah. for our, our audience. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of... you. Your initial idea, I would imagine, is usually correct, where you just like have a show at a, a club or a venue or whatever and record that, and you did something a little bit different. I did. Um, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Usually, usually they record these at a club or a bar. Um, hopefully at a club, not a bar. Um, I Depends on the bar. Depends on the bar. I've, I've had some great bar shows oh, me where I'm too. like, oh, boy, I, I wish I had recorded that one. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But, but, but then you have to deal with, you know, oh, can I get a drink and all this stuff. So Yeah, yeah. Um, so the nature of the material is very, um, it's not all of it, but some of it is very personal, um, and it's sort of intimate. So I wanted to do something a little different. So what we did is um, I actually know a guy named Tony Williamette. You know Tony. Absolutely, um, yeah. Is it still Houndstooth uh, Studio? No. No, it's he... the Mini Haha Recording Oops. Studio. Wait, okay, disregard that. Yeah, uh, Mini Haha Recording. Yep, and it's it's down on on Mini Haha Avenue, and he's just got this nice studio. And uh, so what we did is we just got a bunch of folding chairs, set them up in the live room. Uh, got about thirty nine people in there, um, and it was the perfect thirty nine people. Like it, it was a really that intimate... almost sounds ideal. If you can it get really an awesome group, a small group yeah. intimate that are laughing at everything. Exactly, and and it's really nice. From a from the production standpoint, because you can control everything, and you can say to the audience, "Look, we're here for we're not here to get drunk tonight. We're here 
to record a comedy performance. Um, That's wonderful. So it was really kind of cool because we had a little bit more control than you would in, in a club or a bar setting. Um, and, you know, and I got to kind of handpick my audience, which is kind of nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it was cool. And so, so we just did that. And now we're just in the process of uh, chopping it up and getting it all ready to go and, and pushing it out the door. Well, that sounds great. Yeah. 30. So it's a pretty big studio then if you're fitting. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's super big. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, 39 people is not many people. They were in there, you know, locking elbows, but, um, but we got them in there though. Did you have, did you have an opener? Did you have anyone loosen up the, um, so what we did, um, is, uh, we, we did like a Q and a session actually, uh, which just to kind of like, it was just, it was just silly, uh, which will be available for download with the album and one of the options. Um, and, uh, and then I, Adam Quinnell, who I don't know if he's been on the show or not. I, I feel like he had, yes, actually yeah. he was. We talked about an island in, I think close by Japan that's just populated by cats. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know why that stuck that's in my head, Adam but I remember, yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like that was certainly tailored toward him, yeah. Cat Island, but Yeah. So he yeah. came on and, and he did a, a nice 20 minute little little warm up. And it's kind of funny when you hear the recording so Adam was in the control booth, we just left the door open. And Adam's got this deep like piercing like laugh but it's just kind of a singular laugh yeah so every once in a while on the recording when i'm listening back to it, i'll just hear him yeah he'll just hear his laughter punch through mm-hmm. from the other room and it's great so that's funny yeah it's a cool it's good I, i'm really happy with it i think it's going to be a really cool thing uh we're trying to press it to vinyl uh which oh, is kinda, awesome yeah that's that's so that's really the whole thing that i'm, I'm trying to raise uh funds via indiegogo for so um we're about halfway there so uh you know we got ways to go but we'll get there so. and where can people uh find this or contribute to the indiegogo yeah so so basically you're pre pre-ordering the album um and it's just andrew sahawks and i'll spell that for you it's a n d r e w C A H A K S D R A C U L A dot com, um, and that's that's the Indiegogo website. So basically, you uh, you can also just search for it on Indiegogo too. Um, and uh, there's all kinds of packages. So there's digital only. There's you know there's a deluxe package that gets you like a silk screen poster. There's all kinds of stuff. So oh, check nice. it out. Yeah, it's it's uh, there's a lot of options on there. So do you have the artwork and stuff set um, for that? There's a mock-up of it on there. Because um, I enjoy that was one of my favorite parts of the whole oh, yeah. album process. Is yeah. So I art. I know what the artwork is going to be actually. So I I did a mock-up of it. It's it's basically it's it's um. It's like an oil painting of me as Dracula. Oh, nice. Um, and so Ricky Norin, who's the local comedian and and uh, professional wrestler, um, he is actually an, a Renaissance man. The Renaissance Ricky Norin is actually doing a, a custom oil painting for me. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's that's what's yeah, that's in the he process. He's a right. wrestler, painter. Yeah, he's, he does it all, man. Yeah. He's great. You should have him on here. I should have him yeah, on here. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Once once everything's done and ready, we'll have yeah. both you guys that, on here. That'd be and sweet. We can, like, put up a link or something. Cool. And, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's in process right now. And He should incorporate the painting into his wrestling. He like does. Maybe that he could actually be a, does. Oh, he does? Yeah, yeah. Like, he stuns them and then just starts to paint them as they can't get up after. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we I, we were joking he should call his um his finishing move the masterpiece. Oh, nice. Yeah. Or the Van Goner. Yeah. Oh, the Van Goner. The, the piece de resistance. <laughs> that's so funny. The Van Goner. Oh, man, that's good. The Van Good Night. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great. And why Dracula? Um... There's a couple of reasons. I mean, it's a very my initial. I should I should clarify. Is it the Bela Lugosi Dracula or which Dracula? The interview with the vampire Dracula. Well, that's like, part of it. The, what's the style you're going for here? I mean, it's. I guess it's sort of the Bela Lugosi Dracula. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's a couple of reasons. There's some literary stuff in there that kind of plays off of it. Uh, I also just think Dracula is really silly. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and the funny thing is, I had a joke uh, about Dracula that didn't make the album. So uh, there's it's it's kind of fun. So uh, I think uh, actually what actually kicked the idea off is I was I there's a photo of me from when I was like five, the first time I went to Halloween and I was Dracula and I was like oh that's that's perfect. So mm-hmm. uh, so if I can find the that photo I'm gonna scan that and that'll probably be part of the artwork too. So. 
Nice. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a funny like little inside yeah. cover art thing if the outside exactly, is yeah. the oil painting. Yeah. So I just yeah I, th- I just think Dracula is a really compelling character. There's a lot of like romanticism <laughs> about it. Um, there's also sort of a not to get too highbrow, but like uh, Dracula is an epistolary novel, and uh, there's a there's a, a major bit in the album. It's it's like a 20 minute bit, which is just an exchange between me and this company that makes knives okay uh it's literally just like these emails that we went back and forth because i I basically i bought a bread knife from them on amazon sure and i was just like oh i'll just get the knife no big deal and they sent me this email and it was the weirdest worded email and i was like all right well i'm definitely gonna write them back now and then every time they would write back i was like okay i'm gonna try to make this crazier and they just kept responding so that's kind of part of it too is just that that give and take sort of documentary nature of it is part of it too nice yeah are you gonna have any sort of uh cd release album release show is it gonna be the same kind of thing were you still in the Um, studio or that i don't know what we'll do for that uh that's something that i'm trying to figure out um you know it depends on when we put it out like i said if we do it on halloween i think it'd be it'd be fun to do like a costume party kind of thing yeah so i don't know yeah that'd be a cool place yeah Corey's usually pretty and sam are great about they're great about accommodating yeah stuff i don't know yeah it's like i kind of like doing stuff kind of different so i mean that that is definitely a place that's on my radar i'm also kind of thinking about maybe like what if we had like bands do it or something too so just to kind of like make it something different than just a regular stand-up show um because i i kind of like you know tossing a monkey wrench in that stuff and getting creative with it so absolutely yeah all right so uh any idea when that uh, is going to come out roughly i mean uh, you know ballpark. it really just depends on how long it takes to press the vinyl sure sure so you know right. a couple months all right well hopefully around halloween uh you can look for andrew sahawk's dracula check out my sex and politics on itunes and we'll be right back with more laughing matters here on am 950 the progressive voice of minnesota don't go anywhere like and would you want to see? Warning. Last year, over 40,000 Americans died in car-related accidents. Not a pleasant thought, is it? In fact, as thoughts go, it's downright depressing. Well, that's where we can help cheer you up. We're StandUpRecords.com, and we offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, downloads, and merchandise from the best comedians on Earth. Artists like Mark Marin, Maria Bamford, Eddie Pepitone, and Doug Stanhope. Available at fine record stores, Amazon.com, and the iTunes Music Store. That's StandUpRecords.com. Come on, listen to us while you're driving. Live dangerously. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono-ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that's standuprecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's standuprecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. At Pride Institute, being LGBTQ plus is the norm, not the exception. Their highly trained and skilled staff understand your issues and will help you live a happy, healthy life as a proud LGBTQ plus person. They offer you hope to overcome your addiction and live the life you want. Their treatment programs are designed to assist you in developing the knowledge, skills, and attitudes for long-term recovery. Therapy groups include health education, LGBTQ issues, HIV and chronic illness, trauma, grief and loss, transgender support, nicotine recovery, education and sexual health. Pride Institute offers a residential treatment program, a partial hospitalization program that includes day programming with lodging and an intensive outpatient program. If you or someone in your life can benefit from guidance and coping skills, life balance, and other tools necessary for long-term recovery, check them out at pride-institute.com or call 800-547-7433 now. 
Imagine a world where no one ever went hungry. Where you didn't have to choose between clean air and clean water. And where bitter drunken comedians didn't have to work in small dark clubs to tell you how severely screwed up everything is. If that kind of world scares you the way it scares us, then we can help. We're StandUpRecords.com. We offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, and merchandise from the best stand-up comedians on earth. So please give generously. And remember, together we can't save the world. Yeah, no, we can't. So you may as well just buy something funny. That's StandUpRecords.com. We're back with more laughing matters yeah. here on uh, the jungle of uh, AM 950 <laughs> Progressive Talk Radio. What would be the toucan of AM 950? Oh boy, is the toucan I, a jungle bird? I feel yeah. It sure I'd seems a like a bird. bird. Yeah. yeah, Matt McNeil. Matt McNeil. The Matt toucan the of AM 950. Yeah, <laughs> they don't make that sound. Uh, my guest Andrew Sahak, um, his album Dracula. Coming on the next few months, make sure to uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, let's. Uh, I want to. I want to talk to you um, about this. Uh, some high-profile uh, celebrities uh, in the news over the last few days taking their own lives. Yeah. Uh, late in life. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, you know. I, I get, there might be a misconception that you know suicide. Young persons. Sure. You know, young person's game, not the case. Kate Spade and uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Uh, just yesterday. Yeah, that was tough. That was, that was uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of Bourdain, um, you know, and and Kate Spade. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't buy any of her products, obviously. I shouldn't say obviously, but I don't. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really interesting how much these people impact just everyone's lives. Yeah. And then when something like this happens, it's, I mean, it just kind of like, I don't want to say you don't know what you got till you're gone, but it, it's like you just feel it in a way that you didn't even expect to feel it, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I woke up yesterday morning because Bourdain was in France. Yeah. And so they so they knew pretty early. And I woke up at like 6.30 and I, I just saw it on my phone and I was like, all right, I'm going straight back to bed. Like I wasn't even. Yeah, and, yeah. And the funny mm -hmm. thing is I even had a dream about him. Like yesterday morning, you had a dream about Anthony Bourdain. A I mean, after I read the news. Oh, not so not I went pre back to sleep. Okay, yeah. And I had this dream about him, and it was just like, oh my god, like this is just awful, you know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah sixty-one yeah. years old, and I think it also um, kind of comes as a shock to some people when, like, any celebrity does that. Yeah. You think. Well, they've they've got it. Then yeah. they've they've got the show. They have right. the fame. They have the fans. Right. Like that's what everyone in entertainment goes for. Right. Like why? But it's not about that. No, and certainly not. I don't think for Bourdain at all. I don't think he was ever interested in being famous. Yeah, I think being famous allowed him to do the things he wanted to do. But I mean, it seemed to me like he was going to be that person whether he was famous or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's such a. Um, I mean, you, you you never know. Like you know, people are icebergs. I always say, and it's like, yeah, yeah. You never know what's what's beneath the surface with that. And sixty one. I mean, you know. I mean, look, Freud was a suicide, and you know, Ernest mm -hmm. Hemingway was a suicide. It's not. It's not just yeah. a young person's thing. No, you know, it's sort of glamorized when it is, but it's. I mean, it happens to older people all the time. Well, and and uh, the idea that I mean, the, the the struggle or the battle is never really won. Right. With that. You know, it's almost like mm -hmm. alcoholism. Yeah. Like, you're always an alcoholic. You're just right. another drink away from... And depression is the same thing. Is like, right. you can struggle with that for years, but it's not like, you know, Social Security, where, like, right. once you reach the age of, like, 58, depression's like, all right, you won. Yeah, like, you I'm I'm done. Enjoy all the happy feelings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah, you just... You, you never... It, it, uh, it can come roaring back and you can have long stretches where you think you've beaten it yeah and then all of a sudden it's just like I mean like it happens to everyone I mean I have days when I'm like I mean I have dark thoughts all the time I would I probably wouldn't be a comedian if I wasn't yeah well I was gonna um, get into that in a yeah. little bit but yeah that's but yeah it. it's, it's just a, you know it's one of those things that you know like there is no magic bullet for it I think that's you know sometimes I think when people are like well if you need help get help and it's like Okay, but you can tell people that. But remember, like, this is a disease. It's not. It's not. It's it's a chronic condition. It's not. Yeah. You know, 
This isn't syphilis. You can't just take some penicillin for it, you know? Well, and it's I mean, it's a it's a disease. Yeah. Like you have people with like logical, rational brains yeah. that are like, hey, sick brain, just do the logical thing and get help. Yeah. And it's it's it, the brain is sick. It's yeah. not thinking on that yeah. in that way. And let's I mean, let's also not forget that we live in a pretty terrible world sometimes yeah and so it just reinforces these negative feelings that you have internally when you see all of these terrible things keep happening things that like have no business happening i don't want to get too political i mean i guess we could get political but i just mean like this is the station, this is the if station you are going to get political yeah. andrew get political now but i mean like you know when you see just like it's like man it looks like trump's not going to face any sort of consequences in reality for all of this yeah. nonsense it, it's enough to make you go well you know if we can't hold anyone with any power accountable then what difference does it make you know yeah yeah so i mean it's it's so difficult to to even parse out like how do you be a mentally healthy person in this mm -hmm. world right now yeah you know that i mean i have a lot of sympathy for people who are struggling with that stuff because it's like i don't i don't have any answers on that you know well yeah it's it's sort of uh we're all in this together yeah kind of thing well we should be i don't know well, if we are I, yeah we i mean should again be, you, I, yeah. yeah ideally certainly so, some but, folks don't don't think we are but yeah no Although, each person might be an iceberg, but yeah. I feel like it's safe to say that Donald Trump is someone that's never going to commit suicide. <laughs> I feel like... Yeah. Although, yeah. if he did, it would be the best suicide. It would be Donald Trump might the not grandest... Be an, you know what? I, I take back what I said. Donald Trump is not an iceberg. You yeah. see all of Donald Trump. All of, he Donald is a Trump glacier. is a hot air balloon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that, and that is the most apt... Uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Um, I want to say pun. That's not a pun. But Donald Trump, you see all of Donald Trump. So yeah, he, yeah, he ain't gonna take himself out of the game. No way. Uh, do you, sorry, like we kind of just sure, stumbled yeah. up into this, but like, because yeah. he has to have bad days too. Do you think? I don't know. I think he has angry days. I know that's he has a good angry point. Days. I feel like any day where he wakes up and he his name is in the top yeah. seven news story is just a good day for him. Right? Like he. People hate matter. him. People, as long as he gets to see his name, I think he's just as happy being angry as he is not being angry. Like, I mean, he clearly thrives on chaos. Yeah, he really does. Yeah, and and so I don't. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, like it's so weird to think. So, so let's contrast him a little bit with with Bourdain. So with on the outside, Bourdain, you look at him and you go, "Oh, that's a guy who's got it together. He's mentally absolutely in control of his faculties. He's, he's sharp. He's he's traveling the world. Yeah. He's tasting." You know, amazing food. He's right. meeting all these great people. Right. He's got insight into things. Yeah. Um, he's a person that you would want to be around. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He, he's he's a very intelligent. He stands up for women's rights. Like you're like, oh, this guy's got it all together. And then below the surface, there's all this, you know, this stuff that we didn't even see. Whereas Trump, you're like, oh, this is a terrible person. Yeah. Who we openly terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Proud of being terrible. Yeah. Brags and, about being terrible. And maybe has no. And has no qualms about it whatsoever, and it's yeah. just—it's the ego running running rampant. I suppose I don't know. I'm not I'm not a Freudian psychologist. I don't know if it's ego, super ego. But there's um, now, regardless of I don't know if you know yeah. this about me. I am not a Freudian psychologist. <laughs> uh, we all, we have less than a minute here, so I yeah. have to pick this up um, <clears throat> after the break. But I kind of wanted to touch on this now, and like I understand that his his name evokes a lot of like controversy and impassioned arguments on. Um, a lot of the stuff that he talks about, but, uh, there is one of the rules in, um, Jordan Peterson's yeah. 12, uh, chaos book. A buddy of mine, just like reading and exchanging notes. We do mm -hmm. like this dorky little like book club thing where we just like read stuff That's and go dorky. back and forth and yeah. it's incredibly dorky. But one of the rules that I want to get into is how people, one of the rules that he has, and a lot of it's just kind of self-evident in any way, so you're like, okay, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. But how people should take care of themselves the way they take care of other people. Right. Or people they care about. Right. When, when it comes to anyone else, it seems like, well, yes, get help, bend over backwards, uh -huh. but when it's us, like, oh, I'll just suffer quietly because yeah, yeah. that would be a bother. Yeah. So I want to talk about that right after this. Don't Sounds go anywhere. You know, here at Stand Up Records, when we say we have the best names in comedy, 
We're not messing around. In fact, we were there first, with comedians who went on to become household names. Names like Hannibal Burris, Maria Bamford, the Sklar Brothers, Doug Stanhope, Mark Marin, and Lewis Black. So why not head on over to StandUpRecords.com or Amazon.com or the iTunes Music Store and pick up a classic CD, DVD, or download of the best comedians working today. And check out some of our other artists, because you never know who the next big thing will be. That's StandUpRecords.com. I'm Richard R.J. Ascow, and this week on the Zero Hour, Kara Eastman on running for Congress from the left in Nebraska. Richard Wolf on capitalism, alienation, and economics. Democratic strategist Mike Lux and activist Kristen Rowe Finkbeiner on their new books and Dr. America Talks, Medicare for All. All this and more on the Zero Hour every Sunday night from 9 till midnight on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Would you or your organization like to become better storytellers? The Uptake can help. Learn from the best teachers in Minnesota when it comes to writing, photography, audio documentary, or live video streaming. I'm personally teaching the live video classes. We're offering classes on Saturdays in June. There's a charge, but there's a discount for students and low-income people. Space is limited, so register now at theuptake.org slash classes. That's theuptake.org slash classes and learn to storytell like a pro. Finding the best foods the Twin Cities has to offer is easy with EatLocalMinnesota.com. Offering the top local and independently owned restaurants, EatLocalMinnesota.com has everything from burger joints to cocktails and fine dining. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club invites you to check out their beautiful facilities for your next special occasion. Book your wedding reception, retirement party, business dinner, or other special event with confidence, knowing their expert staff and award-winning chef will make it a big hit with your guests. Call today to get a quote, 763-571-9020. Lowry Hill Meats, located at 1934 Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis, are friends with their farmers. Relying on regionally sourced, clean, quality meats, they take pride in their aged beef, on pork, house-made sausages, and air-dried poultry. Their house-made sandwiches should not be missed. Find them online at LowryHillMeats.com. Imagine a world where no one ever went hungry. Where you didn't have to choose between clean air and clean water. And where bitter, drunken comedians didn't have to work in small, dark clubs to tell you how severely screwed up everything is. If that kind of world scares you the way it scares us, then we can help. We're StandUpRecords.com. We offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, and merchandise from the best stand-up comedians on Earth. So please give generously. And remember, together we can't save the world. Yeah, no, we can't. So you may as well just buy something funny. That's StandUpRecords.com. With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight has a 30% chance of rain with a low around 64. Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 80. And Sunday night, a chance of showers with a low around 65. Monday, rainy with a high of 79. And Monday night, rainy with a low around 57. EatLocalMinnesota.com's restaurant of the week is Seward Co-op Creamery. With a menu that features dishes ranging from vegetarian sandwiches to fresh burgers, the Seward Co-op Creamery is committed to sustaining a healthy community. Check them out at 2601 East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Welcome back to uh, Laughing Matters. That's my favorite part of the song. Of uh, Laughing Matters here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I'm your host, Robert Burrill. My guest, uh, Andrew Sahawk. His album coming out in the next few months, Dracula. Uh, look for that. Uh, Indiegogo, you can contribute, yes. get a whole bunch of fun stuff. Please contribute. And uh, you can find my album, Sex and Politics, on iTunes and at StandUpRecords.com. Stand-Up Records, our uh, wonderful sponsor. Lots of great albums on there, so make sure you buy some of those and uh, support them. Uh, so, I support them. Let me just say yeah, I support I, them. I support them as well. Um, thank you, Dan. Uh, Dan Schlissel, the uh, president. Uh, shout out to him. So let's get back to suicide. Yeah. Uh, but the, the idea, though, of like not caring for yourself as much as you care for people you care about yeah. and why it's easier maybe to tell yourself not to go to the doctor or it's not mm -hmm. that bad when if it's anyone else you're like oh yeah get on yeah it, yeah. yeah i mean i don't know it's that guilt maybe <sighs> that well i think it's partially because people think there's maybe people that egotism we think we're stronger than we are yeah right so it's like Oh, I can see my friend in pain. You can't really see your own pain, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I think I, I always 
when I'm talking about whether my it's my actual physical health or anything, I always like to say I'm sort of a bad thermometer. I'm I'm not good at telling you what's not right with me. Yeah, you that's know? a good point. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's true for a lot of people. Like, you know, when I go to the doctor, like do you have trouble sleeping at night? Well, yeah. How often? I have no idea. Always, right? You know, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with mental health. You know, are you, am I in the throes of a deep chronic depression or am I having a bad day? I don't know because, you know, I, I don't have the equipment to, or the, the training or whatever to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true of, of most people, um, you know, and, and so... With that in mind, I think we then tend to just write it off as saying, well, you know, I, I, I'm probably okay. I, you know, I, I don't need to do any maintenance on myself. And I don't think that's, that's you know, uh, I've done a lot of work on myself. I, I can speak to that. And I can tell you that even if you don't feel like you need to talk to somebody, you should. Yeah. Uh, because it'll help. It'll help in ways that are sort of intangible, right? They'll start things will start coming together that you otherwise you just wouldn't even see them. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I agree. It's one of those things that um, you know we we do need to do better about taking care of ourselves. Um, and some of that is just daily stuff you can do. I mean, I started meditating, and that made a whole lot of difference for me, just because it just it it forces you to have that time to just clear your mind for ten minutes a day, you know. And it doesn't. I mean, it, it's not like it comes on like no. a cold or flu where you're no. like, oh, I have depression. Yeah. It's just, it's a slow, you just kind of wake up, oh, you're a little bit sad today. And yeah. then like the next day you're like, oh, I guess I'm still kind of, and then before you know it, that's just kind of your new normal and you don't realize. Yeah. Like I remember reading an interview with uh, Hugh Laurie, a big yeah. fan of Hugh Laurie yeah. uh, house. Um, and uh, he was saying that he realized he had depression. I think he was like go-kart racing or something. Yeah. And he's like flying around this track at 60, 70 miles an hour. Right. And he, there was like no excitement there. And he's like, I really right. think at that point, they're like, I could die. And I'm like yawning. And like, I think I might be depressed. Yeah. And like sometimes, you, you know, you, you don't realize that you are. Yeah. I always, you know, like I think we tend to think of, um, depression almost like a shark like it just it just comes on you and it's just unbearable and i don't it, just to keep it in the aquatic theme yeah i think it more of as like an eel like it's just kind of there beneath the surface and every once in a while it'll stick its head out and it'll actually be a threat to you but like you may not know it's there for a long long time you know mm-hmm. and so you know you got to do things to kind of maintain like that stuff and you got to check in with yourself i think a lot of times um people just don't feel comfortable just like sitting down and going Am I feeling okay? Like how, mm-hmm. you know, cause sometimes it's just a matter of actually having a conscious thought about it. So yeah, I, I agree completely. It's, um, it's one of those things that you, you really gotta like <coughs> not, and there's no shame in it either. If you have it, yeah, you gotta, you know, there's, everyone's got it. So, you know, I mean, part of it I think is also being able to have a stronger grasp on, on, on your feelings. Right. You know, like, yeah. am I happy? Like, yeah. I, I feel like unless you are, unless you have the skills and the ability to examine yourself, yeah. am I happy? What makes me happy? Is mm-hmm. this a good thing? Like, you're not, you're not going to be able to, to do battle with it. Right. Because you, you just, you have no, you don't know how to fix it. You don't right. know if anything needs to be fixed. Right. Am I happy? Is this a good thing? I don't. Yeah, and and we should be clear that just because you're unhappy doesn't mean you actually are depressed no. too. I mean, uh, there's <laughs> these days there's not a whole lot to be happy about on a yeah. daily basis. But assuming you pay yeah. attention to things, yeah, yeah, I think depression is something different. Where it's it's the kind of thing where you you because I, I felt this way where you can't see a future for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not be dead, but it doesn't mean you. It means you can't predict you can't see what's going to come like at all you know and and i think that's that's what hangs over a lot of people and you know it's one of those things where you have to like you have to just go oh okay i i can't see what what five years from now looks like maybe i should do something about that yeah you know so why um you kind of touched on this earlier like being a comic. Why do you mm-hmm. think it's so? It seems to be so prevalent within. Not that it isn't in other yeah. uh, professions, but I think comedians, at least for the most part, anyway, I think are pretty vocal about their depression. Yeah, 
I, or at least people just like so associated with comedians yeah, that yeah. they just kind of like, you know, versus like if a doctor were to come out and mm -hmm. admit to having depression and be like, oh, but if a comedian is like, well, yeah, you do comedy like that. Yeah, I think, well, I think comedians are uh, sort of, if, if comedians mind anything, it's irony, right? So, yeah. so I think that there is inherent irony in the fact that uh, you're, you're trying to make people laugh and... Uh, you're a sad clown on the inside. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that immediately draws people from almost from, and I would say there's sort of a, an intellectual element to it. Like, oh, I get to be a sad person, but my, I'm trying to make people laugh. I think there's, yeah. there's definitely a sort of mystique to that. Um, you know, I, um, from my own perspective, I mean, I, I look at things as fairly existential and, to, so that always makes things a little bit uh, weirder because it's like, well, you're, you know, like I, your depression doesn't hold any value for you. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's not a, it's not a useful tool. So um, how can you work with that? And I think, um, but I don't know that every other comedian looks at it from that point of view. I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, Comedians tend to uh, they 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 can articulate things or they they should be able to articulate things that maybe other people aren't comfortable speaking about. There's a level of detachment right. that you sort of build up you as a to. comic. Like yeah. there's what happened, and then there's the I'm going to talk about what happened. Right. So I need to be, have some objectivity and be able to paint this picture where you can kind of right. step out of it. Yeah, you need to be able to do that to be a good comedian. Um, and I think you know for. Uh, if you're working on an assembly line, like your depression doesn't help you do that job. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't, it's not beneficial to you at all. Whereas if you're a comedian, there's something you can leverage there. Mm -hmm. So it, it does help. Um, I think you can, um, there's grist for the mill out of it, I think. And so if you're, if you're disposed, predisposed to be that kind of person, and also if you're a creative person in general, I think that, you know, studies have shown they tend to be, uh, to exhibit those sort of tendencies <coughs> a little bit too. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's because in some ways if you, yeah, I think if you are a comedian, I don't want to, I don't want to, this is not what I mean to say, but this is what I'm going to say is I think depression can be helpful in some ways or at the very or least like in, in lots of, uh, art, yeah. you know, musicians, yeah. painters, all that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, depression is a, you can see traces of that. Yeah. And, uh, or I guess being in touch with it, maybe that's a yeah. better way to say it. Not, not necessarily having it. I mean, it's not beneficial to anyone to have it, but being able to access it and, and, um, acknowledge or, yeah, it. Yeah. Or, or recognize yeah. it. And then yeah. hopefully being able to ch like, okay, this is, I'm having a bad day, yeah. but how can I channel this? Like, yeah. can I write some jokes about it? Can I yeah. write a song about it, do a painting, and then hopefully this will pass and I can, I can use this for art, but yeah. I know that there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I think it's because, you know, with comedians, we sort of expect a level of introspection as that's part of the job. I mean, that, mm -hmm. that really is the job. Yeah. Whether you're talking about, you know, like, you know, I, I wanted to kill myself because of X, Y, and Z, or you're talking about bananas at the grocery store. We're expecting some sort of insight in there that other people either haven't thought of or just didn't articulate, right? Yeah. So... I mean, what's the great mystery of life? I guess in some ways it's, why do I feel so sad when I've got things going my way? Mm. So we, we want that from our comedians. We, we want sort of, a, I guess a light in the darkness, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's a apt, um, analysis, but whatever. It does, uh, like being able to get laughter from it. Yeah. Is like, is super powerful too. And that like realization yeah. that you're not alone, which again, like it, it, it sounds a little trite, like, Oh, talk to somebody. Yeah. Everyone has issues yeah. and stuff, but then it's almost like you normalize it right? to where it almost seems like it shouldn't be that big a deal then because well, everyone's depressed. Yeah. And then if everyone's depressed, no one's depressed. It's like if the, everyone's a star in school. Right. Like, well, then there's no... Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, like, you know, you do want to be able to take it seriously as a disease. But yeah. at the same time, you don't want it to become, like, fashionable. Well, right. And then you, like, romanticize the, like, brooding artist and stuff. Right. And he's like, well, no, he's got a disease. Like, And, and that's, that goes back to something I've said before. I don't know if you said it on this show, but, you know, I, I know some comedians are like, well, comedy is my therapy. No, that's not... Correct. Yeah. Comedy is therapeutic. <laughs> yeah. Therapy is therapy. If you need therapy, you need to go to therapy. 
Like yeah. your your comedy should not be because because the other thing about it is the other aspect of comedy is it's performance. It's for other people. You know, yeah. it's for you, but it's it really is entertainment. So if the only source of therapy that you're getting is going on stage and talking about your pain, that's probably not enough. And you should seriously consider a, a healthcare professional. I, and I yeah. do mean that um, as someone who has gone to healthcare professionals, it is better than I, I, it really is better than getting on stage and talking about it. Were you satisfied with that with that experience of the healthcare yeah. professional thing? Or oh, was absolutely, it? Okay. yeah. Um, I mean, I was going to it for a different thing, for something for my my like actual physical health, but it was tied into that. But um, I do feel like it is a very different experience to go on, um, especially because in comedy, you know, you're trying to formulate things, you're trying to shape things to achieve a laugh. Mm -hmm. So you may not actually be as honest as you really need to be. Yeah. Whereas in therapy, I mean, the whole point of therapy, ideally, is to get your guard down and let you be as honest as you possibly can. Um, you know, and I, I don't think that I don't think that comedy, because you, it actually has an end goal of making people laugh. I don't think it quite gets you there. I think it gets you yeah. close, but I don't think it quite gets you there. You're right. Yeah. There isn't uh, because then it's it's that it's that same level that of like ironic detachment that yeah. makes you a good comic or have that comedy mind right. is also going to prevent you from doing the serious like self analysis right. because you, in the back of your mind you're like okay if I frame it like this I could do the, get right. this joke or this take on it. it's like it's not about takes on it this yeah. is you know doing work on doing you not yourself. for anybody yeah. else exactly yeah. or like if anything then you do the work and then you have the ironic detachment right but once you kind of train your mind to do that yeah. it's sort of hard to you know to have that subjective exactly. self-analysis all right yeah. we'll be back with more laughing matters here on am 950 don't go anywhere Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that StandUpRecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's StandUpRecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that StandUpRecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's StandUpRecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. Expedition Journal, entry number eight. I continue my voyage deep into Big Buy Electronics in search of a digital camera. Near some air conditioners, I encounter a fellow explorer who points to the eastern horizon. He's heard rumors that cameras are found there. I can't help but think how much easier things would be at National Camera. The expert service, the low price guarantee, the... Wait, up ahead. Could it be? Yes. No, it's just... Cell phones, so close, yet so far. Now save $200 on the Olympus OMD EM10 Mark II mirrorless two-lens kit. Whether you're new to photography or an experienced enthusiast, the EM10 Mark II is for you. This easy-to-use camera delivers flawless image quality, all in a compact camera you can actually carry. Shop now, plus save up to $300 on select Olympus Suico lenses. Details at natcam.com. Dave Wait, hot dog. Sometimes I think I should go see a therapist. I know that's something you can't say in the Midwest. It's probably more comfortable to fart on an elevator and tell everybody to get a whiff. The all-new album from StandUpRecords.com. 
We went to Milwaukee because my dad was collecting postcards at the time, so we drove seven hours in a car to see tiny pictures of other better vacations. Now available from StandUpRecords.com, the iTunes Music Store, and Amazon.com. Dave Waite, Hot Doggin'. All right. I see the girls by dressed in their summer clothes. And we're back here with Laughing Matters here on uh, AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Nothing like closing a conversation about depression yeah. with Paint It Black. Exactly. Of the Rolling Stones. Uh, my guest, Andrew Sahawk. Um, once again, Andrew, do, uh, do the uh, Indiegogo pitch yeah, for everybody? Yeah, um, it's andrewsahawksdracula.com. Uh, I'll spell that one more time. It's A-N-D-R-E-W-C-A-H-A-K-S-D-R-A-C-U-L-A.com. Uh, it's Indiegogo. Uh, you can pre-order my album both on digital and vinyl. Um, so uh, lots of cool packages. Check them out. All right. And uh, you can uh, check out my album, Sex and Politics, on iTunes and at StandUpRecords.com. Uh, Stand Up Records is our sponsor, so make sure you support them. Buy, uh, buy all the albums, buy all the merch that you can. Go into debt. It's worth it. Then you file <laughs> bankruptcy. Don't have to pay any of it. Yeah. Starts again fresh in like two years. Yeah. Do it. Uh, so we got, we got kind of heavy with this, with this show and it is called laughing matters. So I feel like we should yeah. turn things around yep. a little bit and just get a little silly. Uh, so I, uh, pulled up my, my usual go-to for, uh, um, I just got the pun on laughing matters. What the, oh yeah. Like I get it. Laughing matters, but like, yeah. Hey man, laughing matters. <laughs> it works on like eight yeah, levels. It yeah. does. So many levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is uh, my go-to for what the hell's going on in the world stories. Uh, Huffington Post, weird news. Uh, Southwest Airlines, quote, disturbed by report that passenger masturbated throughout flight. Wait a minute, wait, wait. let me pause you for a second. Yeah. They're disturbed They're by disturbed. This? Okay. They're disturbed. They're not cool with it. Yeah. Except given we're, what's... We're just really disturbed. Yeah. We're not going to stop them. We're just disturbed by it. Although, I mean, given what's gone on with Southwest yeah. in the not-too-distant uh, past, like, you know, yeah, at least everyone survived this incident, right, exactly. I'm assuming. Uh, so, here's the article. Southwest Airlines says it is deeply disturbed by allegations from a female passenger who claims that a male passenger masturbated next to her on a flight. Uh, Ellie Chariot, who runs a PR agency, was flying from Las Vegas to Philadelphia. Brotherly love. Sure. Brotherly love. Yeah. You know, Vegas to Philly. Pre-gaming. Who, I mean, who, who amongst us hasn't caught That's the true. feel on you know, a Philly to Vegas flight? I believe it was a Dennis Miller quote, yeah. but like, let he with a free hand cast the first stone. Right. Uh, on Tuesday, when she says one of her seatmates exposed himself as a passenger from hell. Uh, oh, wait, this is this. All right. This is actually from May. This is. Uh, oh, OK. Uh, yeah. And this is the end of May, early June. So not too long. Ago. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's current event. Yeah, it's current. It's current enough. Uh, we are. This is the quote from um, the Southwest's response. We are deeply disturbed by the behavior described by Mrs. Sherriott, and we have contacted her to address our concerns and offer our apologies. Southwest said in a statement to HuffPost, our internal reports indicate that the crew did not witness this incident during the flight. So he's like a sleeper okay. cell. Sure. Uh, and it was not until the plane landed. Almost a sleeper cell. Almost a sleeper cell. I mean, at the very end, he trying was sleeping. To, yeah, trying to get himself trying to sleeper to... cell. <laughs> I'm just trying to nod off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was not until the plane landed that they were made aware of the situation. Our crew then apologized to Miss Sherry and assured her that they were not previously aware of the situation. This type of behavior on a flight would never be tolerated by any of our employees. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's why I feel like you keep the tray table down right, the entire time. Yeah. You know, a spokeswoman for Philadelphia International Airport confirmed for HuffPost that Chariot filed a police report about the alleged incident and that the FBI okay. is now Robert handling Mueller. the case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was, uh, colluding with his pants. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry had previously tweeted at Southwest during her flight about what she said was happening. Quote, I've spent this entire flight sitting next to a guy who has his iPad open on the tray table watching porn without using headphones, she wrote. Well, that isn't subtle. No. That's not subtle at all. Yeah. What? Wow. Well, that's, that's just so brazen. It also... Yeah, right next to somebody. Wow. There's a social contract. Yeah, people. I mean, come on. Also, 
there's a lot of noise on an airplane. You'd think that would distract from your enjoyment you would think, of the porn. Yeah, the baby's crying. Yeah. Get those earbuds on, buddy. Pipe it right into the system. Maybe that's just something she that the guy is. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's the guy that's. Uh, Do we into. know? Wait, did it say it was a male? It was a male okay. passenger. Okay. It may be Louis C.K. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. Yeah. They don't identify anybody in here. Uh, in subsequent tweets, she said she could clearly see the man's penis, and that there was quote no way staffers hadn't witnessed what was going on. Wow. Uh. The air lo- oh, so she tweeted about it. Uh, oh, my God, he just handed his blank-filled napkins to the flight attendant to throw away. There's no way your staff working on this flight haven't witnessed what's been happening. She was, so she was, like, tweeting. Oh, my. She was live-tweeting it. Yeah. Uh, it's been nearly a five-hour assault on all my senses. Wait a minute. Five hours? That Well, there's a lot of distractions on a oh plane. Oh, my God. I there's mean, a lot of... How long does it take to fly from that's, that's, first Las of, that's Vegas a, seems like a long Philly. flight. It probably seems even longer. Yeah. I mean, look, I've done some marathon sessions in my day. Okay. On a plane? Not on a plane, but five hours? I mean. That's, yeah. Wow. He doesn't even have a nice eggplant emoji. That's, she's, That's now she's funny. roasting him. Now she's burning him out. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, though, you know, it just it can be hard to get internet when you're on the flight. Like, yeah. maybe once they landed, everything came back on, and then they saw all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's tiny AF. Now she's in full-on roast mode. Not full-on micro or anything, but damn near close. All right, well, she gives him a little bit of credit. But, like, if it, if it was a, a, a decent size, I mean, would that have made it okay? No. No. I feel like that's, no. she's just deliberately trying to hurt this yeah. guy. I mean, look, if you're brazen enough to do that on a plane, I don't think you can hurt it. I think you're, that's you know what I mean? I think you got an ego. I think you're good. It doesn't say anything if the flight was, like, all, like, you... Not to say she should have had to. No. But, I mean, if there's another open seat, like, um, she alleged in another tweet that as the man was leaving the plane, he looked at me, told me he hoped I enjoyed the show, patted my head, and then left. Oh, my God. Are we sure it wasn't Louis C.K.? Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, he wow. gave me tickets to a show at the Improv. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh... Yep, that's the rest of it. Um, wait, so wait, why did he give her tickets to the show at the Improv? No, that was a joke. Oh, okay. that was yeah. Oh. That was if it was Louis C.K. Okay. That was not part no, of the. I was like, okay, I thought that was for real, and I was like, okay, yeah. this is really wild. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's still pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, the Southwest Airlines immediately responded within minutes of her tweet, uh, telling her to reach out to a member of the flight crew. I think she's trying to avoid members yeah. at this point. Yeah, no kidding. Southwest. This is never something that we want to have happen on our flights. Well, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, I'm, we're glad to know that. Please be sure to reach out to one of the flight attendants on board your flight. Yeah, I, I suppose. Seems like victim shaming to me, though. Oh, yeah. Why does she have to do? Yeah. Then again, I could easily see the flight attendants being like, maybe if we just leave him alone. Yeah, he'll stop when he's finished. Five hours from now. Yeah. That's the number that's really just throwing me off. I mean, five, five hours is probably. You gotta be pretty raw. After I would five think hours, that's right? insane. You gotta be taking some breaks and stuff. You right? Guys get it for a stretch. Yeah. You know? And then go back to stretching? <laughs> yeah. Stretch it out. The, the old neck stretcher. They're gonna have to start training for this now. I feel like this will be the. <laughs> the pervert Olympics? Yeah. Well, what was it? Didn't the guy have like the bomb go off in his pants, in his uh, underwear? Oh, yeah. The underwear bomber. Yeah. This is the uh, this is the reverse of that. Mm. <laughs> All right, we'll be back uh, actually next week. This is cool. this is it. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks.